Hello and welcome to a festive season of the podcast, Are We Nearly There Yet? My name's Professor Andrew Sherry and on the run up to Christmas, in an Advent podcast calendar of surprises, we'll release episodes on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday so that I can talk to a mixture of early career professionals and those a few steps ahead on their career journeys. You'll discover that we can all learn something from other people's stories, so join me on another adventure. There's always opportunities to kind of get hold of and it's kind of looking out for those uh, and not worrying, I guess, if, if the direction of what you're doing goes in a different way to what you'd intended. Today I'm talking to Vicky Taylor-Plain, who is the Corporate Campaigns Manager for the University of Manchester. Vicky lives in Stockport with her husband Anthony. Welcome Vicky, thanks for joining me. Hi Andrew, it's uh, lovely to see you today and a privilege to take part in this uh, initiative. So let's start with the young Vicky at school. Where, where were you at school and what were you like? So I went to uh, Hume Grammar School for Girls back in the day, obviously after the initial kind of fledgling uh, primary school days. I enjoyed school, it was great. I enjoyed learning lots of different subjects. I enjoyed French and history and the opportunities at the school as well. So French exchange trips, which were really good fun to go on and find out more about French culture and eating oysters and mussels and things like that that I'd not been used to before. So the school days were, were really good. Obviously, they were hard work as well, and they were kind of good days and bad days. But on the whole, I think it, it was a really good school to go to. It wasn't the school I wanted to go to. I really wanted to go with all my friends to the comprehensive school. And it was my mum who insisted that I go to a grammar school because obviously she was keen that I got a really good education and best possible chances. So she, she was the one who made that decision. So I reluctantly went to grammar school Um, But looking back, I can see it was a really good education that I got there, lots of opportunities that I got there and mixing with different people as well, because um, people travelled into that school. And I also got to keep in touch with my friends in the local area outside of school anyway. Right. Did you find it easy to make new friends at the school? That's quite a big thing, isn't it? When you lose your sort of friendship group a bit and they go one direction and you go the other. Yeah, I think I was quite sad at first, but I had one friend from my primary school who came to that school, but then we kind of went separate ways and I made a new set of friends. And I think they matched people quite well in that they had three different groups for each year and they tried to put people who lived closest together in the groups. So I made some really good friends. I've only really actually kept in touch with one of them, my, my sort of best friend throughout secondary school, who I'm still in touch with. Um, and we also went to sixth form college together as well. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed school. I worked hard, got some good results at GCSE level, which was which was great. So that, so then you went to sixth form college, and what what subjects did you pick up there? So at sixth form, I did French, sociology, and English language. Right, right. So so it was very much building on what you'd enjoyed in in you know sort of the, the secondary school and that. Yeah, having that experience and going to France, I was really interested in the culture as well as the the language. I was really fascinated with the kind of the beauty of the language and and the sound of the language. I really wanted to be able to speak a foreign language. I found English language really fascinating. 
and looking at different facets of that. And, and that has applied to my role now because it was looking at how you communicate to different audience groups in the most appropriate way. So I remember doing one exam where we had to cut out information and package it up for a certain age group, a certain audience. So we had to take different bits of information and, and portray how you would talk to a specific audience group about that topic in an accessible way. So that's been quite a useful subject. And then sociology, I just found that fascinating in terms of how groups interact with each other, society as a whole, uh, kind of looking at that bigger picture, a kind of wider landscape and how our lives are affected by different things and how groups interact. So, yeah, the subjects are really fascinating. They're sort of subjects I wish they'd teach us on the science side, to be perfectly honest, because thinking about who you, if you're writing a report, thinking about who's going to read it, <laughs> it changes the way you write it, you know, and... Um, and equally, all about that interactions, you know, across within an organisation or across organisations. It's just, you just sort of have to pick it up. But to be taught, it would be fantastic, I think. Yeah, so I, I think I went with the subjects that I was interested in. I, I could have gone in different ways. I enjoyed biology was my favourite science. So I enjoyed talking about biology with one of my youngest stepdaughter because she's got a real interest in all that side of things. Brilliant. So then you, you, you loved all the sort of sociology and social science sort of side so much, that's what you decided to, to do at Bradford. So how did you find the transition from college into university? Did you have to leave home and things? I did. It was hard at first and I almost didn't stay. So and the, the, other, the other twist is I actually started off doing French and Spanish ab initio. That was the, the degree that I started with in my first term. But I, I wasn't happy in my first semester. I just didn't think things were working out. I wasn't enjoying the course. I think I had a bit of anxiety as well about kind of looking ahead in the year abroad and kind of factoring all that in. So a lot of things were, weren't quite working out for me. And I went home after the first semester and, and had a chat to a careers advisor because I was like thinking, this doesn't feel right. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not getting out of it what I thought I would. And I kind of had visions of being a translator and kind of, you know, working from anywhere, translating texts. And and then it was all kind of, well, what next? If I don't do that course and carry on on that path, what happens next? So I had a really good chat with a great careers advisor in Oldham. And I was even looking at going into the world of work. And a lot of some of my friends had already started their career journey. And I'm really pleased that we had that chat. And she, she sort of directed me back into the university and, and getting a degree and I am um, because I've done sociology A level and got a good result I managed to join the second semester doing sociology and social psychology at Bradford and I had a couple of friends who were on that course who told me about it and it just sounded really interesting and something that I'd really enjoy so that's how I ended up on sociology and social psychology so I took a li little bit of a diversion and you managed to catch up all right yeah, because I think it was very much the kind of foundation stuff in the first semester. So I could use the A-level stuff that I'd done. I could kind of quickly pick, pick all of that up. And I did really enjoy that course. It was, interestingly, it was a Bachelor of Science course, even though it was kind of arts, humanities subjects. But we looked at politics and economics, as well as sociology and social psychology. So that mix was really, really interesting. And I just enjoyed being at university, the kind of more freedom so I, I left home and went to Bradford and I liked all that being able to kind of go off to the library and do research and kind of having that free time and wander into the bookshop and get chatting to people and just meeting that mix of different people I think I found it hard at first but then by the time I'd kind of got midway through the second semester on a different course I just absolutely loved it and those those three years were just phenomenal I had the, the best time I enjoyed the subjects, but also kind of the wider university experience. 
It's brilliant, isn't it, when you you know and you admit your something's not right in the place you are, and you think about hey, what can I do about that, and then you find yourself in a place which interests you, does give you energy, and it just fits you. Yeah, and I, I remember I really remember doing my very last exam at university. And I actually really enjoyed it, weirdly, because I knew it was my last exam. This was the final hurdle. And I was thinking, you know, there's going to be no more writing up essays and dissertations and revising. So I remember putting little plaits in my hair and kind of getting ready and going off to the sports centre to sit down at my exam table. And I actually quite enjoyed the experience because I kind of knew this was, this was kind of going to be the last, the last one and a significant moment. So you finished your degree, successful there, and you went and you joined Wavrap Collins North as an account executive, which you did for two years. So tell us what that transition was like and what you started to learn. So actually, I, I did a bit of research before I left university in the careers office because I wasn't quite sure then what the next steps were. So I had friends who were very certain about the career path they were going to get into. And, you know, they'd done pharmacy and that's the career they were going for. Whereas I had different options ahead of me. I could go in different pathways. And I wasn't quite sure, even in the final year, which, one, which way to go. So I, I did a bit of research. And advertising really appealed because it was kind of getting under the, the skin of cust- consumers, customers, looking at what drives them and looking at advertising and how that can, you know, different types of behavior change. So I found all that side very fascinating. And I thought, I want to get into a planning, kind of looking at brand planning and, and that side of things, because it fits quite well with sociology and social psychology and the stuff I'd done at university. So when I got home, I did a massive mail shot and wrote to different advertising agencies. I feel like very privileged in terms of the time when I graduated, I think things are so much harder now and competitive. And I don't know whether the techniques I applied would necessarily work in the same environment today, but I just got the addresses of lots of different advertising agencies. And I basically just kind of proactively said how much I'd like to get into advertising, talked about my background, and just hoped that it would land at the right time in one of the agencies. So I did manage to get some interviews through that approach. And I was also keeping an eye out for opportunities that came up. And I started doing some temporary kind of uh, freelance work with some local agencies in Manchester who worked with the Palace Theatre and the Opera House. So they did all their advertising. So that was a great experience just to kind of get a foot in the door and to get a bit of understanding of what what goes on in advertising in, in an actual agency. And I remember that led to me being on the um, one of the door staff at one of the big pride events in Manchester, letting people in and out saying you're not on the list. So it was all just a, a side kind of role that I had as part of that agency experience. And then one of those letters landed at the right time at WAV North. So RAP, it's now called RAP UK and the Northern office no longer exists, I believe, but at the time they had an office in Leeds, Wavrock Collins North. They were looking for an account executive because the current account executive was about to leave. So serendipitously, my letter arrived at the right time. And I went along and had the interview, got the role, did the handover with the account executive was leaving. So it wasn't quite brand planning, which is the area I wanted to get into. It was more account handling and project managing, dealing with clients, client services, working with kind of pulling together all the different aspects of the agency, working with creative teams, design studios, photographers. So that's how I got into my first step into an agency. And then after maybe about a couple of years, I thought I want to move to London because that's kind of where I can really build on my career. That's where all the big agencies are. And I had had lots of friends down there as well. So 
I, I applied for a transition across down to London through the agency I was at and got a role down there. So I remember going for the interview with my sleeping bag and staying on a friend's floor overnight in London and then getting that role and starting in the big smoke. I thought I'll go for a couple of years and I'll get the experience and come back up north. And I came back up north about eight years later. Wow. <laughs> so in that sort of first period of working, what do you think you learned about yourself during that time in terms of what you enjoyed, what gave you energy, what you were good at, what you weren't good at? Were there any sort of incidents that you can think of that you thought, this is really me or this really isn't me? Um, I think it was, it was definitely a period of learning about the role and different and variety of things. You know, I enjoyed, like, I got to go to recording studios in Soho to record uh, for radio adverts, so in, in big recording studios, and kind of having all those opportunities was really exciting. Doing pitches, getting involved in pitches, pitching for new work, uh, for new projects, and that, that could involve working quite late hours at night, getting ready for the next day. But it was always quite exciting to be involved in that. And I remember one, one day we had to get a lot of different things for a pitch. I can't even remember who the client was. I was quite a young account exec. Everyone else was busy putting together the strategy, the plan, the approach. They sent me off in a chauffeur-driven car. <laughs> so we used to have this Anderson Young account at the agency. So they put me in this car and said I had a shopping list of items to get and books to get that they needed to draw information from for the pitch. I think I had to get a GPS system. It was a bit of a random mix of, it was a bit like The Apprentice when they get sent off to buy all these random things. So I've been driven around frantically trying to find where to get all these items around London. So that was quite an experience. So um, I think a lot of it was just learning different aspects of advertising, getting that experience and meeting people. But one of my managers there said, the more you go through your career, the more you realise it's about people and relationships. And I found that was really, really true. She was like, that becomes more and more kind of evident. So how, how have you found that sort of, is that something that's sort of come naturally to you? Getting on with people, or have you had to learn and develop your skills? In I that think I've definitely developed my skills uh, around kind of you know because I've, I've, I've I can be quite introvert, so I can be kind of mix of extrovert introvert. I think, I think I quite like a mix a mix of things, so I can do the kind of desk time on your own, do the research side, but I do enjoy kind of interactions with people. And be, in agencies, you get to meet all different types of people. So I think those kind of seven years are very much kind of developing how to adapt style, how to work with different types of people, how to get the best out of people, work, definitely working together as teams. And I always think like the biggest things I've achieved and the things I'm proud of, it's never, never in isolation, it's never alone. It's, it's always a team project and working together with people to bring yeah, something big to fruition. Exactly, yes, that's right. That's right, and that's part of the skill, isn't it? enabling people to work together and, and drawing people in when they're pulling back a little bit you know giving people the opportunity and yeah, yeah. absolutely and, and part of the time that I spent in London I actually had a secondment to Edinburgh so we had an office in Edinburgh in Leith and they had a bit of a time of transition whether they had a key account person moving off the account and they needed some cover so they went to London to say can you send somebody up here we need somebody so I felt really privileged to go up there for a couple of months I missed out on the Edinburgh Festival, so I got to see a bit of the Fringe, but I had to go back to London before the festival kicked in. So I, got, I missed out on a bit of it, but that was a great experience and kind of learning to adapt and be agile and sort of you dropped into a, a different agency, so different people to mingle with and, you know, interact with and work together with. And you kind of have to hit the ground running because 
there's not that much time to sit back and assimilate. You just have to get on with it. So what did you do after Wavrap Collins? You went to ConnectPoint and then briefly to Pravda Advertising. What was sort of sparking those sorts of changes? What did we, did you want to get stretched in other ways or? Well, as I say, I always meant to move back up north. Uh, London pulled me in and kept me there for a while longer than I intended to. But I wanted to kind of move back up north, be near my family, and it felt like the right time to move to Manchester. So changing career kind of tied in with that relocation back up to Manchester. And I, I started, I did a bit of freelancing and also working with different agencies. So ConnectPoint was one. Pravda, I started off freelancing for somebody who went on a wedding and honeymoon. So I was just covering that honeymoon period, but then ended up staying and eventually got taken on. As, they, they asked me to become full-time staff because I started to work with quite a few of the different clients. So yeah, got taken on full-time there. Unfortunately, so Pravda was a very small agency. I'd gone from working with 200 people in London in the agency there to 20 people at Pravda. And it, at one time, it was the fastest growing agency outside of London because it had literally started, I think at one point, they had the three directors, someone on reception and the office dog. And then they'd kind of grown this agency into quite a, a, a fairly sort of, still small, but they had a lot of staff, so they'd grown quite quickly. And then it was around 2007, 2008, and the impact of that recession hit the agency and they, they unfortunately went to administration and we had all the redundancies so after Pravda I joined an agency WRG who do lots of great live uh, like they do events work uh, as well as advertising and marketing so that was a great experience and that was working with Manchester Airports Group and again get involved in lots of pitches working with Shell so different sort of sets of clients so I think the good thing about advertising is you learn a lot about a lot of different areas. So I've worked on charity accounts, NSPCC, I've worked on utilities, British Gas, Scottish and Southern Energy, I've worked on uh, Wanadu. Um, so you, you kind of get this variety and you learn lots about different things, but you never get deep under the skin. You kind of, you just learn a lot about your kind of surface area stuff and you learn a lot of different things, but not kind of really getting deep into a subject which is what's been quite nice about coming to the University of Manchester. And I also spent a bit of time sort of going on my own and thinking, can I do my own business and freelance? And, and it kind of tied in with my grandma wasn't very well at the time. And I thought that that would enable me to have a bit more family time with her as well if I was working on my own and choosing hours and doing freelance as well as my own business. But actually I found I was probably working harder doing that because writing press releases it's your it's just down to you it's your your company so I was reading it so many times and spending a lot longer on it because um, it was just my own business and kind of I'd fail if I didn't deliver so I spent a bit of time working for myself and built up clients and I really enjoyed that I think that was a great experience to know I could always fall back on that if I needed to but then the opportunity came up at the University of Manchester and it's interesting because I, I looked back at some notes recently and I'd kind of written that down as an, an aspiration or ambition way back when I was in London. And I was thinking it'd be great to work for a university because I loved my time at Bradford. I loved that environment. I love learning. And it was interesting. That they almost say, don't they, if you write something down as an intention, it, it can make it come true. And it, it came true. So the role came up at the University of Manchester and it was a great opportunity to, to work there for Dalson Nuclear Institute. One of the things that sort of interests me about this sort of switch from, you know, small companies or working, you know, your own sort of business, where it's just you and you're linking out to lots of different sort of targets in terms of who you're working for, 
you come into the university and it's sort of what you you imagine it's one organization but it's one organization and you're in the middle of it but inside it's made up of lots of different parts as well so have, have you has there been a transition from working with lots of external clients to working in a university with with more internal clients has that been a bit of a contrast yeah i kind of do look at it as internal client and that is quite interesting actually the variety because there are especially my my role as well as kind of started off niche and got broader each time each step of the way as well so started off looking very much at nuclear energy uh, and then looking at our wider energy research beacon offering and promoting the vast array of energy work we do at the university all the way through from kind of the power systems work energy generation all the way through to distribution consumption of energy and looking at things like fuel poverty as well so there's so much that we do in, in, in the field of energy and as you say there's lots of different pockets of disciplines it goes across humanities and the sciences and we've got such a great depth and breadth of energy research at Manchester it was really interesting to kind of get stuck into that be able to shine a light on it and especially all the stuff you know with on net zero and um, the transition to net zero now being such a key area and climate change and the work that Tyndall Manchester do so there's lots of different interesting areas of energy and then now my role has increased even broader. So I'm looking at corporate campaigns. So our research beacons is one aspect. So that looks at cancer, advanced materials, industrial biotechnology, energy and global inequalities are kind of key areas of research across Manchester where we've got true interdisciplinary work going on. And we're, we're addressing these big global challenges and finding solutions here at the university. So it's, it's fascinating to be able to learn more about all those different areas. And then we're looking at kind of international and our global reputation. Social responsibility is a really, really key theme for the University of Manchester and underpins a lot of the stuff that we do. So it's kind of looking at campaigns around how we talk about our social responsibility work, our civic engagement. So my remit's kind of got even broader still. But I enjoy the, the variety. I think one thing that I love is variety. It's never boring. No, it's never boring. And, and, and I don't, is, is it quite a big team in the university you're working, you're working with? Or? So there's, in the central division of comms and marketing, there's myself in my role, and I work with um, the international campaigns coordinator. And then with the research beacon team, we have a representative in each faculty that looks after each of the beacons. So then that, that broadens the team onto that level, working centrally, but with the faculties. But then for campaigns, we're kind of drawing in people from right across the university um, to work on a project. So, you know, we've got internal comms teams, we've got the media team, we've got the business engagement team, we've got a great policy at Manchester team. So it's kind of pulling together the right people to deliver something. So there's a small core team, but then it's kind of working with lots of people to deliver. And a really good example of that is the recent um, campaign about our response to COVID-19. Um, so from March... Uh, everyone obviously went through a pivot period mid-March when we kind of switched to work from home um, and my campaign work just totally shifted and the emphasis initially was very 100% on our activity around coronavirus and the initial response to that looking at how we're working on uh, health you know diagnostics new treatments um, looking at health and social care and, and vulnerable population and kind of how we're making sure that inequalities are kind of addressed in this sort of looking at the wider picture so there was so much to get stuck into from that perspective and that pulled in people from right across the university it, it, we've had phenomenal results in terms of our social media campaigns website visits the whole globe's been 
looking at the same topic. The news cycle 24-7 has been about this one area. So all the work that we've done in promoting comms and marketing, we've had global attention and national attention on, on a scale we've never seen before. So we've, we've achieved kind of 2 million plus impressions for social media activity since mid-March. We did um, a lockdown lecture series to entertain people at home. So that was some of our star academics. Brian Cox was involved. David Olasuga was involved. Gary Young, Danielle George, uh, Nancy Rothwell did one. Michael Wood. We, we had some great lecturers who engaged people at home. And, and that, the impressions we got from that campaign were absolutely phenomenal, as well as the feedback. And that, that was a big team of people at the university involved. So... Oh, fantastic. It sounds like it's never a sort of dull moment, really, but you, you're constantly being pulled outside that comfort zone a bit and um, working with all sorts of different people as well. So it brings in your people skills too, doesn't it? Yeah, I think learning has been a key thing. And I think any job that you do, you're learning. And like, like you know, they say if you stop learning, you stop living, really. So I found it really important to kind of keep learning from other people, you know, all the different people that I deal with you know obviously more senior people you can learn from them but also your peers and people in different roles that you're not familiar with and I've even found I've learned lessons from jobs that I've done so during university I worked in a factory during the summer holidays packing slippers and putting belts on skirts just to get some money during the summer and obviously it was mind-numbing <laughs> you're on your feet for hours you were waiting for that bell to go so you could get a break but I learned so much from that. You know, I appreciate the work that I do now. You know, you've got a real appreciation for your career. I mean, that was real hard work physically and the endurance, the kind of mental endurance because you, you're not using your brain really. Learned from that and I, and I appreciate having had the, the experience because I can appreciate the work that I do now. So I think every, everything you get involved in, there's some lesson in there somewhere. There is. You're, you're absolutely right. So I'm just going to take you back to the younger Vicky. What would be your bit of advice for her as she sort of was thinking of going into college and onwards from there? I think kind of make the most of opportunities and you never know what direction things are going to go in. So, you know, just those conversations with people are so important because it could spark something and a connection you make at one point, you never know where that's going to lead years later. A project that you do during your summer holiday, you never know where that's going to take you. So there's always opportunities to kind of get hold of and it's kind of looking out for those and not worrying, I guess, if, if the direction of what you're doing goes in a different way to what you'd intended, just relax a bit, I guess, and let, let that kind of flow. Things do tend to work out in the end as long as you kind of keep yourself grounded and kind of have that uh, like overarching aspiration of where you want to go. It doesn't matter if the specifics and the nitty-gritty doesn't quite work out as you planned. And I think also learning, I think one big lesson for me through my career is I think I have had a tendency towards perfectionism. So it's kind of the perfect getting in the way of the good. And I think just learning to kind of let some things go, know what's, when something's just good enough, you know, that 8 to 20 rules, so 80% of the stuff is just good enough and move on to the next thing and progress, not perfection. And then there might be that 20% where you really put your all into it. So I think just learning things like that and how to prioritize and all, all those sayings have been really key like you know you you eat an elephant one bite at a time and you can do anything but not everything so choose what you're going to do and choose it wisely well that's great look vicky thanks so much for your time this afternoon i just find everyone's journey is different and, and they're all fascinating and thanks for telling us your story and some lovely little lessons along the way as well for others so thanks very much 
I've really enjoyed it, thanks Andrew. If you've enjoyed this podcast, to help others enjoy it too, please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. And don't forget to rate and review. Thank you.